Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Healthier with It's Sham Ahmed. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about fats, which is something that has been really controversial uh, in the past decade, especially. So, I mean, initially, right, a couple years ago, uh, not a couple years ago, sorry, like pretty much a decade ago, people thought that fats were bad, right? Um, even in the early 2000s, um, fats were seen as uh, a nasty, toxic uh, thing that will, you know, eventually make you fat. And the name is also unfortunate because it leads people to believe that, uh, you know, fat will make you fat and that essentially is a bad thing. Um, and uh, what, also what they did was around that time when they were demonizing fats, they were also saying that sugar is the healthier alternative, right? And sugar is good for you. And uh, during that time, they used to promote fructose and they used to say fructose is a natural sugar and it's in fruits and we should be eating lots of that and very little fats, right? We should increase uh, our carb intake and decrease our fat intake. So um, there was a lot of, there there was many motives to push this uh, belief, right? But... um, but a lot of it was driven, you know, um, a lot of it was driven for, for to push uh, products in in the food industry, right? Uh, some people uh, believe that um, John D. Rockefeller uh, was behind this. I'm not. I'm not too sure about that. I'm not too sure about the details of these different conspiracies. But uh, I do know one thing that this notion that fats are bad and carbs are good um, is definitely not 100% true. And even now, even in, I mean, that that was the belief, you know, uh, one or two decades ago. But now the belief is that carbs are bad, right? And uh, proteins is, proteins are, proteins are good and that is what we should be eating majority of and that is not entirely true either but that's that's for another episode for now let's talk about fats so um when you look at fats people believe that you know um when when people say too much fats are bad for you there's there is evidence of people doing uh, ketogenic diets which is majority fat and how it has helped them uh in a major way right Generally, yeah, like okay, uh, that type of a, that type of diet would cause a lot of um, metabolic stress to the body, but there has been cases, documented cases, and you can search this up um, in in any journal, National Library of Medicine, uh, when they were uh, doing ketogenic diets on um, on populations, you know, that it is uh, indicated for, they actually you know, end up performing a lot better health-wise. But obviously, it, it was it was contraindicated for the healthy population, meaning it was bad for the healthy population. If you don't need the ketogenic diet and you do the ketogenic diet, you will face some health problems, right? So, so that's the story about, you know, having too much fats. What they've uh, found out recently is that the thing about fats is not... It's, it's more so... Uh, a problem of not having enough of a particular type of fat. So it's not about, you know, I have too much of this type of fat. It's not too much about that. It's more so a problem of not having enough of a different type. So what are the different types of fats? Well, 
we have uh, well, we have three main you know uh, categories of fats. Uh, we have our omega threes, we have our omega sixes, and we have our uh, omega nines. So uh, an example of each of them. Uh, firstly, for the omega threes, there are uh, alpha linolenic acid. For omega six, we have linoleic acid, and omega nine, we have oleic acid. Right. Uh, so these are the three main ones that are important, right? You need these. Um, you more so you need your alpha linolenic acid, which is called ALA, uh, and you also need your linoleic acid, which is LA, right? So ALA and LA are the main ones that are like you know really really important. Uh, another so so uh, the first category that I, the first you know rule for categorization I mentioned was omega threes, omega six, and omega nines. We can also categorize them in in their uh, degree of saturation. Don't worry too much about what that means, degree of saturation. Just know that they're in, in a separate uh, means of categorizing fats, we have our unsaturated uh, fatty acids, right? And then we have our uh, saturated fatty acids. Okay, so unsaturated and saturated. And then uh, within our unsaturated fatty acids, we have two types. We have monounsaturated fatty acids and we have polyunsaturated fatty acids so um general the, the general you know assumption is that unsaturated fatty acids are good for you and saturated fatty acids are bad for you and um the higher you know the the degree of saturation right or the more saturated a fatty acid is the worse it is for you that's that's what the general assumption is uh, this is not 100% true. There is caveats to that. There's different types of saturated fatty acids. It also depends on uh, the length of the fatty acids, right? And that brings me to my next, uh, you know, way of categorizing uh, fatty acids is how, their, their actual length, right? How long they are. Um, or more importantly, how many carbons long they are. And generally, longer fatty acids are generally better for you, Right? Um, so you have your short chain fatty acids, you have your medium chain fatty acids, and then you have your long chain fatty acids. Your medium chain fatty acids are really, really important. They're especially important for infants. Um, so it's very much prevalent in breast milk. And that's, uh, that's because it's very, very important for infants to grow. Um, so that's the importance of your medium chain fatty acids. But generally, the longer fatty acid is, the better it is for you. Uh, now, this is not black and white, okay? We cannot say that omega-3s are the best out of the three. We cannot say that polyunsaturated fatty acids are the best. We cannot say that um, your longest chain fatty acids are the best. There could be some scenarios where a medium chain fatty acid is better than a long chain fatty acid. There could also be some scenarios where a long chain fatty acid um, where, sorry, where a small chain or a short chain fatty acid is healthier than a long chain fatty acid, right? So it, 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 there's many factors to it. The length is one factor. How saturated it is is another factor, right? And where the, um, and where the uh, double bonds occur. So in other words, whether it's omega-3, whether it's omega-6 or omega-9, right? All of these things together play a factor. And you can't regard one particular fatty acid as the best fatty acid. You cannot do that, right? Um, 
So, let me digest all this information that I just spewed out. <laughs> how do we know which? How do we know what's healthy and what's not? Well, this depends on your uh, on each food's lipid profile, right? So all these categories that I mentioned, right? You need to look at a particular food which is high in fat, and you need to look at what percent of it is omega three, what percent of it of it is uh, omega six, and what percent is omega nine, what percent is saturated, what per- what percent is unsaturated, what percent is long chain, short chain, and medium chain, right? You need to look at all these different things. And uh, you also need to look at some very important, well-known fatty acids, right? Including your, uh, as I mentioned, ALA, LA, and then um, and then also your, what's the omega-9? Uh, oleic acid, right? So you need to take a look at how much uh, of each of those three are in your diet, right? Uh, alpha-linolenic acid and linoleic acid, right? ALA and LA, these are... Um, they cannot be made by your body. So these are essential fatty acids. You need to eat them. They're very, very important, right? So if you cut out fats from your diet, you're cutting out your essential fatty acids that you need to essentially survive or be in good health. Um, So these are the two that are very, very important for you, right? Now there's another two type of fatty acids that are very, very important. um, EPA and DHA. And uh, these fatty acids are not required to survive because your body does make them in tiny amounts, which is, you know, enough for you to live. But the more, you know, if you eat more of these, it's essentially better for your health. And there's um, there's also research done on this. You guys can check out um, you can check out a journal titled Omega-3 Fatty Acids, EPA and DHA Health Benefits Throughout Life. Uh, it's by Daniel Swanson, Robert Block, and Shakir Musa. Uh, it's in the National Library of Medicine. Right? This was published in 2000, 2012, um, but it's very, very detailed. Uh, it talks about um, how EPA and DHA are very, very important for your health, um, not only like you know for adults, but also throughout life. So as you're an infant, adolescent, and then finally an adult, and even senior. Right. So and then there's a lot of information on this uh, particular journal and it kind of breaks it up. Right. Um, And it also talks about different diseases. Right. So it talks about Alzheimer's disease. Um, It talks a lot about Alzheimer's disease and um, it talks about the relationship between EPA and DHA and uh, Alzheimer's disease. And it also talks about, you know, general um, health problems that we face, for example, coronary artery disease. Um, obesity, arrhythmia, uh, EPA and DHA essentially are considered to be heart healthy. They're good for your cardiovascular health. So, and uh, these, again, I'm just mentioning this again, that these are not required, but the more you eat them, the better it is for your health. And you can even get supplements of um, EPA and DHA, but the supplements are not... <laughs> they're they're quite misleading. So some supplements they claim to have a lot of EPA and DHA, um, but it um, it doesn't contain that much, and the the amount that it does contain uh, is not readily absorbed by the body, or it's not it doesn't become bioavailable. So um, you know this 
I hate to sound like a broken record, but natural is the best, right? So if you want a high amount of um, EPA and DHA, right, um, fish is considered to be a very, very good source of healthy fats. Um, salmon, fish, any, any kind of fish pretty much, but salmon is uh, regarded as one of, the, one of the best ones. So the fat that's contained inside salmon is a very, very good lipid profile, right? It has a lot of these heart-healthy fats, and very low amount of the um, the your, your saturated fatty acids, right? Um, and aside from fish, right? You also, you, I mean, a lot of nuts, right? I mean, every all every type of nut is pretty much you know has a good lipid profile, right? Uh, some good ones are um, some good ones are like cashews, walnuts, right? These are all uh, these are some examples of good. Uh, healthy uh, nuts and also uh, so aside from fish you have nuts everybody knows about avocado right avocado is is full of healthy fat so avocado is one hummus right uh, or uh, you know in a in a on a basic level chickpeas right but hummus uh, is also very good for you because uh, to make hummus you need chickpeas and you also need olive oil right and then that creates a nice mixture of uh, healthy fats. So if you if you're eating like a uh, you know if you're eating a sandwich, you could throw in some hummus in there. You know, um, throw in some hummus, get that healthy fat in. You know, it'll uh, it'll pay off. So um, getting these kind of fats into your system has phenomenal effects over time. These things, a lot of these fats are necessary, right? And you need them to survive. So don't think of fats as like a, you know, uh, a terrible thing that's going to, that's high in calories and it's going to make you fat. Um, it, it is high in calories, so you shouldn't eat like a crazy amount. Um, you only need a little bit, right? But you need a lot more. Well, we all need a lot more than we generally eat, right? Now, um, people say that, oh, okay, if fats are good for you, then how come fried food is bad? Well, that's because, uh, unfortunately, the food that we eat, uh, the fried food that we eat is usually fried in nasty oil, uh, especially the ones in fast food. They use, uh, well, they don't use, you know, they don't use a healthy type of oil. They use oil that is modified so that it can be, they can have a longer shelf life. Um, well, if you're outside of Canada... Uh, it's possible that these oils contain trans fats, which are terrible for you, but I'll talk about that also. Um, but generally, these fats that we get, you know, that that are that that these fast food restaurants fry with, are usually um, are usually bad for you. And even you know, even let's say you know, homemade canola oil, you know, uh, not homemade, but you know, the canola oil that we have at home. That is, um, well, okay, it's not, it's not like terrible for you. Obviously, you don't want to eat a lot of it. You don't want to eat a lot of anything. This goes for anything. This goes for proteins, it goes for carbs, it goes for fats. It goes for anything. You shouldn't eat a lot of it, right? Too much of anything is bad for you. But um, generally, canola oil is regarded as safe, especially nowadays. Um, but when you fry something, even in canola oil, even in this canola oil that is considered to be okay for you, you are still like kind of drenching your food in oil and it is just like there's just way too much oil in that and you will be consuming a ridiculous amount of calories uh if when you fry things right so that's that's generally why it's considered to be bad for you 
Um, but cooking things in oil is not is not a bad thing, right? As long as you keep it at a moderate level. Uh, most homemade foods are pretty much good for you, right? Uh, I don't understand why people cry when they're eating, you know, things like curry, um, especially the South Asian community. I, I know that the South Asian diet is um, is not the best, right? There, there could be a lot of modification there, right? I mean, South Asian people, we eat, uh, <laughs> we eat something called mitai, um, which literally translates to sweet. And all it is, it's a block of just sugar. It's just sugar. And we also eat something called jalebi, which is just <laughs> deep fried sugar, right? Uh, so there's a, there's a lot to kind of modify in the, in the South Asian diet. But generally, uh, especially the Indian diet, the Indian diet is very, very good. Uh, very, very good for you. Obviously, if you, if you do it correctly, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of vegetables in, the, in, in Indian diets. Right in in Pakistani diets we we see a lot of meat, but in the Indian diets we see a lot of you know some healthy vegetables. You can even you can even um, you can even do a keto diet by just eating some Indian food. Right, you can just stay on a keto diet and eat Indian food, which is which is pretty cool. But um, when it when it comes to you know home cooked meals, generally you can assume that these are good for you. Right now, I mean if you're if you're eating like outside food like every week, right? If you just switch to just eating at home, you will make a massive difference, right? But now that, you know, you've created a habit of eating at home, how can you make that better? And that's where you tweak this, uh, tweak your at-home diet. And that's where you, you know, modify things. So let's say you're eating, if you're South Asian, right? You're eating bread, you're eating roti, right? Uh, maybe switch to, uh, by the way, roti is just like, uh, it's, it's, it's like a, flatbread it's, a, it's like a pita right we eat it we, we use it to eat curry so what you can do is switch to eating whole grain or, or brown flour roti right so these are just some things you can do right now anyways i i kind of started rambling there but um back to fats right that is why fast food is considered unhealthy right even though i'm talking so much about how fat is good for you this is generally why the fat that you find outside is bad for you because there's a lot of preservatives and it's this oil is modified to have a longer shelf life. Now, when it comes to trans fats, I mentioned earlier that if you're outside of Canada, in Canada, trans fats are banned. But if you're outside of Canada, there is a possibility that, you know, uh, that you eat a lot of trans fats by mistake, pretty much just by, you know, the fast foods you eat outside or the oil you, you bring home. There could be some trans fats in there. But... Um, so what what's so bad about trans fats? They're extremely inflammatory. So they would cause just so many problems. If you have uh, an autoimmune condition, you will be you will be facing so many problems uh, when you eat uh, trans fats, right? So, and and there there uh, there's a lot of evidence that suggests that trans fats can cause atherosclerosis, right? Um, and uh, like just so many heart problems, and so many autoimmune conditions. So definitely, if you're outside of Canada, stay away from trans fats as much as you can. Uh, now, you know, even with trans fats, it's not, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that nothing in nutrition is black and white. So even in, in this particular topic, this is no exception. There's no black and white. So when I say trans fats are bad for you, right, I want you to think 
you know, but what, what's like, give me, give me more to that. Give me, give me the other side of the story. Well, the other side of the story is that there are some, uh, trans fats, which are good for you. It's, it's, it's possible, you know, uh, to have trans fats that are good for you. As a matter of fact, there's one trans fat that's actually found naturally in milk and meat. It's called, uh, conjugated, uh, ALA conjugated alpha linolenic acid, right? So, um, this is found naturally and you only need a very tiny amount, very, very tiny amount. As a matter of fact, when you just eat meat or drink milk, you're just automatically, um, you're just automatically intaking these. You don't need to supplement or anything. Um, and these are really, really good for your heart. They're very heart healthy. They're also, I think one of them, one of the natural, naturally found, uh, trans fats is also uh, pro-inflammatory. Uh, this does not mean it, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it doesn't cause inflammation, but it causes, it induces a type of inflammation that is good for you, that prepares your body um, uh, when, when it when it experiences inflama- inflammation in the future. Now, you shouldn't eat too many of these, right? But you do naturally eat a healthy amount and that that's perfect. That, that's all you pretty much need. So, um, there, this, this is the reason why fats are quite interesting and I have a lot to learn as well. Um, you know, I'm very careful when I say, uh, when, I, when I make conclusions of these different things because I have a strong feeling that there's probably going to be like more research coming out next year that proves me wrong. So I try to keep keep it open-ended. I don't want you to th- think like, oh, uh, Itisham said this is healthy, so it's probably healthy. I don't want you to think that. What I want, the purpose of this episode is to bring light to different pieces of information right? So that when you go on the internet next time and, you know, um, when you go on the internet next time, you can search these different things up that I'm mentioning and you could maybe check out the, uh, the journal that I cited. You could check that out as well and you could, you know, make an informed decision based off the information that I'm giving you right now. Uh, and, uh, even with canola oil, I'm saying canola oil is okay for you. That's just based off the research that I've seen, right? Uh, a lot of people say that canola oil is actually bad for you and it's very, very inflammatory. Um, so there's, there's, uh, I have, I have yet to see that. I, I need to look more into that. Uh, but essentially everything that I said in this episode, there are people who would disagree with me and would say that fats are extremely good for you. They're, you know, even saturated fatty acids are very, very good for you. And then on the other hand, there'll be some people that are saying it's terrible for you. And even experts, some experts would even say this. And that the reason for this is because the field of nutrition is like a giant uncharted territory. And uh, we have so many questions and very little answers, right? So definitely keep on doing uh, research about this. There's another uh, journal it's titled Omega-3 Polyunsaturated Fatty Acids, Benefits and Endpoints in Sports. Um, it's, uh, well, one of the authors is Maria Alessandra Gamon. Uh, it was released in 2019, so very, very recent. Well, not very, very recent, but reasonably recent. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's also on the National Library of Medicine, and it's very detailed. It's it is uh, kind of it's mostly about in, about sports, but um, it can also be applied to you know just, just the average person. Talks about the healthy uh, benefits of. Um, of omega-3 polyunsaturated fatty acids. So I think that will kind of give you an idea of why polyunsaturated fatty acids are really good for you. Uh, monounsaturated fatty acids are also good for you. Um, 
uh, but uh, apparently, right? Apparently, polyunsaturated fatty acids happen to be. There's more evidence that says that they are very, very good, like ex- exceptionally good for you. Um, so this was just you know a little. Uh, <laughs> I would say that this episode was quite messy because I was kind of like throwing out quite a bit of information. Um, I have yet to learn all like. You know, I have a, quite a lot to learn about this, and I'm very excited to, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get a hold of someone uh, who has done the keto diet before. I want them to come on this show and talk about their experience, right? Uh, because I, I'm genuinely curious. I've never done the keto diet, so I want to know what it's like um, and what health benefits they've faced, right? So uh, I hope this was informative. I hope this raised a lot of questions. I hope it raised a lot of eyebrows. I hope you're critical. To what I'm saying, and I want you to search things up, you know, uh, hopefully from credible sources, right? Don't be a Google doctor. <laughs> um, preferably stick to, you know, these these journals like PubMed, National Library of Medicine, or any, you know, uh, credible journal uh, where credible research is uh, pub- published. Um, and I want you to look more into it and see uh, what the real story is, right? Fats are very popular right now in the field of nutrition, and a lot of people are diving into um, uh, diving into the effects of fat on your metabolic health, right, and your physiological health. So uh, definitely look more into that, and I will see you on the next episode. Take care.